Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, CEO of Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to the business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning into the right show. Today, I'm excited to have Tessa Boyd on the show. Tessa is the author of the successful book, The Classy Hustle, a business coach and mentor and advisor to organizations on how to create a motivating, creative, and educating workspace. This woman can do anything. (laughs) She is the director of Elise Aesthetics Institute. Upon closing a deal where we represented Tessa and her team on acquiring their first location ever that they own, we reached back out to learn more about her hustle and diversity within the business world. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be on the show. Yeah. So let's start out from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this field. Definitely. I am, I grew up with a traditional background of going to high school, graduating, and then being told by my parents and our church community that four-year college was the only way to go. And I did watch, I did grow up seeing my father have his own insurance business. So I grew up seeing an entrepreneur dad, and that did kind of influence me a lot. So I decided to major in business, marketing, and management from the University of Cincinnati. So 18, went off to college, got a degree, and I knew when I was in school or in college that I was going to have my own business one day. I just didn't know what in. I didn't know. So what I did was I decided to graduate and start working several different jobs. And I decided, I, I made a vow to myself that I will work with, for someone until I figured out what business I wanted to start because I knew it was not insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the insurance was to me very boring. So, but I did get my insurance license, but I decided to go back to school to become an esthetician. And being in a traditional business college, creative people or estheticians was nothing I ever even heard of, but I had a knack for doing makeup. And I was like, what can I do to learn more about makeup artists? And at this time, I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I decided to engage in visiting a school at Veda. I went to a Veda school to do a tour. And they only had a full-time program, but I could not stop thinking about becoming an esthetician. After about two years of going back and forth to the school because they had a full-time program and I was working full-time, the opportunity opened up where I was no longer working full-time. And I took the plunge and I went to school full-time to become an esthetician. And that was over 18 years ago. And when I tell you that was a turning point for me, it has been such a blessing being an esthetician. The creative aspect that I didn't know was buried deep inside of me began to manifest. And I saw this creative being that I didn't know about. And I was introduced to this whole new person. And I'm just going to pause for a second and say this. I think a lot of people are more creative than what they realize. And they are almost like um, conditioned to think that if you go to school for this, this is what you have to do, right? And a lot of people are looking for more. And so I decided to give my, to be courageous 
and go after something that people didn't know about was being a makeup artist. So yeah, and that's over 18 years ago now. Wow, wow. I, I do agree. I, I don't know what it is, but sometimes people are so stuck on doing this path and succeeding. My business coach said to me recently that there's a book called The Dip. And if you are starting to see that you maybe aren't excelling at something, there's an analysis you should do to figure out, do you continue on that path or do you change your path? You don't always have to continue on that path. And so it was great that you realized that so that not only have you been able to have a successful career, you've impacted so many you know, individuals. So now that, you know, beyond your school, now you coach other entrepreneurs, what are some of the common pitfalls other than what we just talked about that you would advise them to watch out for? You know, the thing is, is that the one thing I love about entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurs are creative beings. I know I keep saying creative beings, but I, I do feel like in this conditioning that I've spoke about, people don't give themselves the, the permission to create. If you ask three-year-olds right now, how many of you are artists? Everyone raised their hands, right? And as you begin to grow, by the time 10th grade, if you ask a group of 30 people, how many of you are artists? Probably five will raise their hands because their view of what an artist is changes. And I'm saying that to say that I think that we, we, we put ourselves in this box to, to look over here and do comparisons. Uh, well, this person is doing this or this person is doing that. I can't draw like they, they draw. But can you draw a stick figure? You know what I mean? So if you can draw a stick figure and maybe some blue, you know, some blooming flowers, maybe that's your artistic ability, but we can let that be cultivated. So I think what's hot, people get stuck, like you were saying, in that dip and feeling like they got to stay in this box or I have to stay in this. So I think it's helping people get unstuck. And then yeah. once you get unstuck, putting structure to that. I was just talking to a loved one last night and they're kind of stuck. And I said, once you get that momentum going and you get that inertia going, the law of physics, if you just take the first step, one of my favorite, I do the Peloton and I take a lot of Alex Toussaint's and he said, if you have a body, you're an athlete. And so I, I agree with you too. I think we all have some creative side of us and are we exactly the same as the other individual's? No, but I think to, to foster that, and as I've gone through creating this podcast and other, and I've seen it with you, it leads to other things and it gets that momentum inertia that we're, we're talking about going. So uh, I feel like I now yeah, to be working with uh, entrepreneurs, I think they should be more courageous and brave to maybe try to, to do different things. Because if you don't like, have I not gone back to school to become an esthetician? I, I think, like, who would tell people now, me becoming an esthetician has led to me now being an author, an entre entrepreneur, now a commercial owner. You know, yes. I own now real estate. I own real estate now from taking that plunge. Business coach, my business is expanding more than double. So it's like that one thing led to all these other opportunities, you know? So go for it. That's amazing. What do you believe sets you apart from others in your industry? I definitely think what sets me apart is that I'm good at what I do, right? And I have made it a fact to specialize in something. I, I say this, that I think a lot of people make the mistakes in the beginning of trying to be everything to everyone. And I quickly identified and realized I am not for everyone and I'm okay with that. But who I'm for, I'm for. 
And so I focus on you. I talk to you. I speak to you. And my marketing is all to that person. And so I think one of the things you need to do is specialize in something before you try to be diversified in everything. Absolutely. You're going to be successful where your focus is. So, so far you've had this great career. What do you consider to be your greatest achievement so far? I think being the first person school owner to be approved for the first online hybrid skincare program in the state of Florida. That's a first for me. So I think that's a wonderful accomplishment because it really helped me to target who my audience was and who is my audience. Those who are working professionals, those who want to transition into a career change while working full time, stay at home moms, those who are time constrained. Being the first online hybrid school helped me to speak to that audience. And that was over a decade ago. You yes, said over a decade ago, 2011. How did that like idea come to you? In the shower. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday morning, I was preparing for church and I literally was in the shower and I kept beating myself up with um, trying to do a business plan. And I kept trying to say, what distinguishes you from the other schools? What is your, what sets you apart? Like, I don't want to be the other schools. That's not who I am. I don't want to start a business and be like the next person. And I was in the shower and something about, you know, running water. I think it can really just help cleanse you and purify you and help you. So, I don't know. You, you can figure things out. And it came to me. You're the first, be the first online hybrid skincare school. And this is why that was so significant. I went to the school, you know, University of Cincinnati some years ago when online was almost like snubbed upon. We didn't look like, it was not looked upon highly being in an online school. Now we see that's not the case. So this is back in the day. So I have never attended an online school or I've never taken an online course. (laughs) So for this idea to come to me, I knew it wasn't me. It had to be God because I couldn't have come up with it because I've never done an online course. So when I said out loud online hybrid and I wrote it down and I said, that's going to be what sets us apart. I just began I only had one school, one class ever that was never online hybrid. And today we have over 70 classes that we started. And every single wow. class since class one has all been online hybrid. That's incredible. And you're able to, to cater and reach, you know, so many, many more people that are, are interested in that. One thing that people tend to see out there is, is your great belief in God. And then yes. through and through him, you know, all things are are possible. And so I know others may kind of shy away from, you know, religions and other things, but most of the successful business owners I've talked to either meditate, have a relationship with God or something to, to ground them. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's been influential to you in your entrepreneurship journey? Definitely. I want to just say this. I'm going to start 12 years later. You know, as you become a business owner, you do hiring and you see some things aren't working as you and I talked before the show, you have to almost like reestablish who you are, right? I want to now talk 12 years later. 12 years later, I took a weekend and I read a book about building a team, okay? I can't think of the name of the book now. I apologize for that. But it was talking about team building and it was talking about building basically your core values. So I was like, 12 years later now, what are your core values, okay? And so... I knew how I operated, but I never like pinpoint my three core values. So I took that weekend, I read that book and I said, I'm not going to hire another person until I can identify and state what my core values are. So I put down the three core values, which are being faith-based, having integrity and being, and walking in humility. And I think that speaks to kind of who I've been all these years. So 
the faith base why it came so like 12 years later, who I am is a faith-based person. And I don't believe I could have been where I am now had I not believed for what I couldn't see. So faith is believing like almost like an invisible. It's an idea that you have, you don't know how it's going to happen and then it happens. So even with this school, you all helping us build, you know, buy our first commercial properties. We bought actually two buildings on one plot of land. Yes. I like to say two buildings. Yes. So listen, it wasn't just one building. We bought two buildings on one plot of land. Can I get a what, what? So that is definitely a milestone. So, but with that, it, it was faith. So uh, in answering your question, faith being faith-based is who I am, right? And so I've operated in that. And even when times get tough and I've gone beyond what Tessa can go, it's then my faith that helps to push me through and take me further than what I can take myself. I know that you had a really long journey before you even got to us. Almost four years. Keeping the faith and knowing that, and there had to be a greater plan and that you didn't settle. And I think that's, that's amazing. So also, you know, I love to educate others and be educated on, on different experience. Can you talk about being a black woman within this industry or even just being an entrepreneur? That's, I think it's incredible. You know, being, some people say Black, some people say African-American, I'm comfortable with Black. Being a Black female, right? Let me just tell you something that happened to me when I first started this journey. When I first started this journey, I was getting discouraged how long it was taking for me to get approved for a school. And before I even started, I wanted to give up. And then I went to go see the movie, a movie about, and I cannot think of the name of the movie, you may be able to help me, about the Black maids. Um, help. The Help. One of my favorite movies. I I went to go see the movie The Help. And I walked out of that movie theater crying. I could not stop crying. I said, how dare you? How dare you stop before you basically see the promised land because you have a little obstacle. That movie, The Help, slapped the living deadlines out of me and was like, girl, if you don't see how blessed you are, you you know, where, where these people had to work for, you know what I mean? What they were accused for, theft and all this other stuff. Or, well, actually, I think she did steal the ring. But, you know, what happened in that movie? I'm like, hold up. I think she did steal the ring. But what happened in that movie to see the opportunities I have now, how dare you stop before it manifests? So that kicked me straight in the butt being a black female, one of the first in my generation to do what I do. I was like, there is no obstacle that I can't do. And one of the things that I do and people don't think is crazy. I have classes on Martin Luther King Day. And I do that because I honor what Dr. Martin Luther King did. And I feel like by me having my business open on that day, that is me paying homage to what he allowed me the opportunity to do. So I look at it differently. And yes, there may be some obstacles that came my way, but it was nothing compared to what our forefathers had to overcome. And I feel like they paved the way for me to do what I do. That's amazing. Yeah, that that is a really, if you have not, anyone listening to the show haven't seen that, it, it's really eye, eye-opening as to the culture. It's, it's diminished to a certain extent, but it insane what, what it was like. Now, we've talked a bit about a variety of different topics, but what do you like most of what you're doing? Do you like still showing people in the classes, writing? Is it hard to pick like one thing that you do? You know... I am in a a new uncomfortable state for my journey now that we have a building and I actually have an office because I never had an office before. I now have to do more administrative stuff that I don't like doing. And it's only temporary. 
I shine around people. I shine when I show students who I shine when I'm out in the community. I shine when I teach. So that's where I shine right now with everything that's going on with us recently moving into our new space. I'm kind of, I have to discipline myself to do the things I don't like to do, which is paperwork. <laughs> yes. And, you know, coming up for our, you know, tax season and getting our bookkeepers and accountants for what they need. Those are areas I don't like, but you have to do. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm in timeout right now. <laughs> I'm the same way. I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I have finally found a fractional HR company. So I don't have to have a full-time office manager. And so I just tell them the big ideas that I have and they're kind of running with it. And yeah, I've, started to bring more professionals on because like, yeah, I'd rather talk to people all day. And then what is it that you're having challenges with? How can we get through that? Or, uh, you know, having the podcast, yeah, being in the paperwork, but it is as you're scaling a necessary evil. <laughs> so I have to do it. How do you, what does your typical day look like? Or how do you manage work-life balance? Because you're just yes. so energetic and you have so many, <laughs> how do you manage that? I actually have, I guess you say I have a good work-life balance. I do work. I'm an early riser. I get up early. It takes me a long time to deal with humans. So like people laugh at me, but I have to get up at 5.30 and then begin my day with humans around 10. You know, I'll come into the workplace around 10. And I'm saying that facetiously, you know, but I get up early because I need a lot of quiet time. I need time to get myself together. But I do spend a lot of quiet time reading in the morning. I, I you know, we say meditate. And I like to say what I meditate on. So for me, I meditate on scriptures. I am a believer. So I read my Bible. I meditate on the word. I try to eat breakfast. I take supplements. I'm a big supplement person. I, I try to do a smoothie. And so I, I'm big on supplementation to try to give me that energy that I need to get through the day. So that's kind of my morning. And then what I do as far as work-life balance, every Friday morning or most Friday mornings, I ride horses. So I do, um, I yes, I've been riding horses now over a year. I take horse lessons. The style is dressage, if you ever heard of that. But I ride. So that helps me, really helps. Equine therapy is wonderful. Every other week, I get two-hour massages. I get chiropractic adjustments. So I do. I do take care of myself. I get my nails done, pedicures, manicures. Friday to go do those things. Actually, no. Fridays are horse riding lessons in the morning, and then afternoon I work. I actually on Tuesdays. Every other Tuesday is when I get my massages done. Am I? So it's like almost in a week. I love that week when I get massages and chiropractic adjustments. Yep. And then my nails and pedicure. So I do care for myself. Yeah. I had to find people that can see me like at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I usually am getting my hair done, at, but you don't even want to be around humans yet. But no, my, <laughs> mine's like a flex. I, and most successful entrepreneurs I talk to, they are able to, you know, they, they have to carve out that time for themselves and Absolutely. not burn the candle at both ends. So mm-hmm. So we do work. I will say this too. You know, entrepreneurs work untraditional hours. So while I do that kind of stuff, I might be working 10, 11 o'clock, checking emails, following up, scheduling emails to go out. I just started doing that the last year because people would know I'll be emailing at 3.30 in the morning. So scheduling emails is the best thing that they came up with. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah, you don't, you don't necessarily want people to know that you're like working sometimes until like midnight or like first thing you wake up in the morning and you have to like handle something and the ascending later is 
a really, really good thing. It works on both Windows and Apple on the mm -hmm. Outlook. It's it's awesome. Or do you use Outlook then? We use Google Workspace. So okay. we're able to like schedule emails through Gmail, but with oh. our business name on it. I didn't know you could do that through Gmail too. That's yes. awesome. So anybody who's listening, here's some tech tips for you. Schedule emails. <laughs> yes. What do you think is the most important advice for somebody who's looking to start a business? So you give a lot of advice to existing entrepreneurs, but what about those that are thinking of starting? Definitely. I would say starting a business to start it, I think determine something that you feel like you can do that you would enjoy, right? I didn't say necessarily love it, but I would definitely encourage you to start something that you can see doing day in and day out. Because to start a business, it takes a lot of time. You have to be able to speak to it almost like in your, in your uh, sleep. So something that you're passionate about, I think is a good way to start. Absolutely. Yeah. If the success will come if you're in something that you really, really you know, love to do. So, exactly. well, what are your future plans or is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, my future plans is to slow down and start a family with children. That is my future plans. And to kind of be in your mode, mommy, mommy, mommy business, mom, mompreneur. I'm looking forward yes. to that season of my life. Yeah, Julie will be one any day now. And then the other one's 27 or 28 months. It's a wow. little fierce. So yes. maybe a little bit more spacing than I did. Although if you wait too long, then you may not have another one if you want to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicate balance. There's nothing. Yes. Just have, yes. Well, and it's like the work-life balance. I think 80% of the time you'll have things under control and then 20% of the time will be chaos. So Absolutely. it is what it is. Well, Awesome. I'm so happy for you Thank and I just can't wait to see. And I know you have your grand opening coming up and I just can't wait to see what more is around the corner for you. Definitely. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it as well. Oh, and then if anyone wants to connect with Tessa, she has her website, tessaboyd.com. Tessaeboyd.com. Tessaeboyd.com. Yes. And then we also, you can go and follow her and her school, Elise. And if you're looking for my school, it's Elise, E-L-I-S-E-E-I.com. So EliseEI.com is the school and TessaEboy.com is me personally interested in coaching and like that. Yeah. So stay in contact. Well, awesome. Thanks again for joining. And thank you. Thank you listeners for tuning in.